It's a wonderful day. Today we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Man, y'all should be just, the only other day you should be this excited is, is on Resurrection Sunday. But today, you know, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate that that baby came, that God sent his son here to live among us, to walk among us, to be like us, that we might identify with him, that he, so we could know that he went through everything that we went to as, as men and women of this world, and he didn't sin, and he died as a sacrifice for us. be reading out of the gospel of Luke one more time Luke 26 verses verses 26 through 33 that today over the last three or four weeks you have heard this verse a gazillion times maybe because that's pretty much where I parked uh, because I feel like we get lost in the Christmas story and we kind of glaze over it every year and just kind of yeah, Jesus got, you know, the angel came and then the Holy Spirit and then, yeah, they went here and they went there and all this and yeah, yeah, yeah. And angels were up here and the shepherds were down. And we just kind of just... So this year I just felt like we needed to, to just concentrate on this specific um, part of the Gospel of Luke because it's important. It's important for us to get just more than just the story, that we get all of what it is that God needs to tell us. And each one of us, he tells something a little different to. That's how we grow, right? In, in, in how the word opens up to us, how his spirit. And sometimes it surprises us, right? I mean, Christmas is full of surprises. I mean, this morning, the kids, they, they, they woke up and they ran downstairs, right, Ethan? <laughs> they, they see these gifts that are tightly wrapped with multicolored paper and you don't know what's inside them until you open them up unless you peeked and then we get those surprise gifts right right like that tie you never wear like the underwear you got as a child maybe you get them as an adult how about uh, when you wanted a bike and you got a roller skate? How about the Christmas card from that person that you thought that you had lost track of and all of a sudden it shows up? That, that would be a surprise, wouldn't it? Well, that first Christmas was full of surprises. Since God doesn't do the same thing the same way that we would, thank you, Lord, he often surprises us, doesn't he? The first Christmas. Let's talk about that. Let's read our passage of Scripture in, in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. And God's Word says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came into her, unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast it in her, in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. May God add his blessing to the reign of his word. In that first Christmas of surprises, Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, she was surprised, wasn't she? She never expected to have a baby at her old age. But all of a sudden, she had a child. And then John the Baptist, he came as a complete surprise. John's message of repentance also came as a surprise to the world. His mission was to prepare the hearts of the people for Jesus, the Messiah, to get us ready. Another surprise that first Christmas was Mary. Mary had witnessed the surprise of, of, of her cousin Elizabeth, and then she had a surprise all her own. She was chosen to be the mother of God's son. Imagine, again, that young teenage girl come upon by an angel. Now, I've told you this before, but, but in those days when an angel came to visit you, it was usually bad news. So, so whenever you, we read that, that the people were afraid when they saw the angels, and the angels had to explain to them, you don't have to be afraid. It's all, we're all good. You know? Um, that was why, that, that's why they were always afraid. But here Mary had, had this, this angel come and tell her that she was going to bear the Son of God and that he was going to save his people. All the people. All of us. Jesus was the heavenly son of an earthly mother and the earthly son of a heavenly father. The first Christmas also brought some surprises to Joseph, right? Imagine that. Joseph knew that he wasn't the father of Mary's child. He had some dilemma about it, right? Because the culture. Now, he was considering, you know, having her put away. Otherwise, she could have been stoned. So her pregnancy came to a big, as a big surprise to him. And it started out as a tragically uh, social event of epic proportions, something that could have turned bad really, really quickly. But then when Joseph understood what God's plan was, he accepted his part in God's planning of the first Christmas. Let me ask you this. How many of you accept God's plan for you in your life? How many of you run the other way as opposed to, to grab a hold of it, to embrace it, and hold on to it, regardless of where it's taking you? Because sometimes it's not easy. And to hold on to that faith that Joseph and Mary had in God and not let society, our culture, run you over. Joseph accepted his part in God's planning. The first Christmas also brought some surprises to the Jews. 
I mean, they weren't expecting their Messiah to be born like this, to lowly parents in a stable. They were looking for a king. But there was no crown, no palace, no royalty, no riches, no host of, of army behind them. He was an illegitimate child, their king, a carpenter's son, the king of Jews, a self-taught preacher, their Messiah, a friend of sinners, was their savior. Dying on a cross as a criminal between two thieves. How could that be their king? They had other plans of how God should give them their king to overthrow the Roman oppression. How many of us have our own plans? How many of us want to direct the plans of our Lord and Messiah in our life? I don't really want to do that. But God, let's do this. Come on, follow me. I'll show you. Do you ever do that? Dang right you do. But God had other plans and surprises. Because he surprised the shepherds that night, didn't he? The shepherds, they were just out there. They were doing their job. They were st staying away from everybody because nobody liked them anyway because they were lowly, right? They were unclean. They were mending their sheep at night, but it became a night like no other night. That angel came in the sky. All the, that host of angels popped up. The Bible says they were sore afraid. Again, it was, it's one of those wet your pants afraid. They didn't expect to be the first witnesses to the newborn Son of God. To the Savior of humanity. They didn't expect that God would come down to them in their lowly state and lift them up and give them the first glimpse of Emmanuel. Thank the Lord for that. And the fact that those same shepherds, they didn't stand there and talk about it. Well, they did for a minute, right? Because then they decided what they were going to do. They got up and they went to Bethlehem. They went to look for that baby. And they saw it. And then what did they do? They didn't go back and talk about it. They didn't go to the local pub and, and, and have a couple of drinks and celebrate. They went and they told everybody they could that the Son of God was just born. That he was lying in a manger. That the angels had come and told him where to find him. You think that was a surprising night? I bet they didn't sleep. And then there was the surprises to the town of Bethlehem. This sleepy little town that was only five miles from Jerusalem. I mean, surely the king of Jews would be born in Jerusalem? That would make sense to a man, right? Bethlehem was about to go down in history for eternity. They never thought that for centuries to come, that people were going to be singing, Oh, little town of Bethlehem. 
Brothers and sisters, Christmas is so full of surprises. Jesus would surprise you if he came today, wouldn't he? Instead of 2,000 of years ago, if we were sitting here in our, in our uh, Sunday go to meeting clothes and, 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 and talking about uh, the Messiah that's going to come, and he walks in, would you be surprised? Dang, Skippy, you would. See, Jesus had he, the name that he had, his name Jesus, it was a common name. It was like, uh, it was like Bob or, or, or Fred or, or Jim, you know. It was a common name back then. He came from a small town, Bethlehem, kind of like what Welcome is. Mine even bigger than us, right? Jesus had a blue-collar occupation. He was a carpenter. Like any other tradesman, a bricklayer. He wore regular clothes, a robe and undergarments, a tunic, like blue jeans and a flannel shirt, John Deere cap. Bob the bricklayer from Welcome. <laughs> Let's imagine if Jesus came back here today, and there's a rumor going around that Bob, the bricklayer from Welcome, he's a preacher, taught himself, read the word, knew it well. Never been to college, never been to seminary. He preached last week in the Blue Crab Stadium. He fed the whole crowd with two pizzas and five chicken wings. Rumor is he even healed Governor Larry Hogan's child of cancer. Rumor is that he went to Sage Point Nursing Home and raised an elderly resident from the grave, from the dead. Now, Bob... The bricklayer, he spent a lot of time with the lame, with blind patients, with prostitutes, with homeless people. He's always in the company of a host of social undesirables. Some people think Bob the bricklayer from Welcome is a mighty man of God. Some people think he's a fake, that he's a con artist, that he's the joke of the year. Then one day, Bob the bricklayer from Welcome comes to church here at FBC Welcome. And that day, we're having the Lord's Supper. He sits in the back pew, if there's room, because normally it's crowded, right? Good Baptists. <laughs> we each song, he moves closer to the front. Then finally, he comes up to the platform. And Bob, the bricklayer from Welcome, says, You're singing about me. This is my body that you're talking about. This is my blood that you're separate, celebrating. Bob, the bricklayer from Welcome. Now, do you see how hard it was for the Jews to accept Jesus as their Messiah? Would we accept Bob the bricklayer as our Messiah? Would you be willing to follow Bob the bricklayer from welcome? Or would you be in the crowd yelling, crucify him, crucify him? Well, we know that Jesus has already come, amen? And he came as a surprise to everybody who encountered him. He wasn't what anybody expected. And he didn't come the way that they thought he would come. 
He didn't act like the way that, that they, they thought that he should act. And he surprised everyone. Thank you, God. Brothers and sisters, Christmas is full of surprises. Someday Jesus is coming back. You know, we celebrated the first Advent coming to here to his birthday. And we are waiting for the second Advent. Don't let him catch you by surprise. The world wasn't ready for him for the, on the first time. But we need to be ready when he returns. When you close your eyes in death, don't be, and, and don't be in for a surprise when you open your eyes and it, it, and it isn't heaven. Jesus came some 2,000 years ago as a babe in a manger to be the king of our heart, the savior of our soul. He came to rule and to reign in our life and to bring us everlasting love and life with him in heaven. See, brothers and sisters, the best Christmas gift you can give him is to trust him as your Lord and Savior, to repent of your sins, to give your life to him. And making Jesus a part of your life will be the best thing that you will have ever done. I'm not telling you that it becomes perfect because life is still life. It's still hard. You still have to take your bumps. But you got the king of kings to hold you up, to walk beside you, to hold your hearts and your soul in his hands. Make Jesus the central part of your Christmas this year, today. But even more important, make Christmas a part of your day every day to remember that he came, that he broke into our reality. I've been stuck on that phrase this whole, this whole Advent season, that, that God broke into our reality to save us, to give us a way to live with him forever. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in all that we do, we get wrapped up. And often, we are caught by surprise by things of the world. And Lord, I don't know about anybody else here, but I do know that you surprise me all the time. And I don't know why, because I know that you love me. I know that you're always here, that you're not only the best present ever, but you are always present in my life. I pray, Father, that today, as we celebrate the birth of your son, the gift to all mankind, I pray that our hearts lean towards you, that we give you the glory and honor and praise that, that you deserve because we just we just lose you in the trees and the meals and the presents when all we got to do is hold on to you 
And all that other stuff becomes so much greater, so much better because you're with us. I pray that my brothers and sisters here today just hold Christ in their hearts. They remember that the celebration isn't about the gifts or the food or the gatherings. But it's about the gift of Christ. We thank you for your love that sent Jesus to this earth to be born as a baby. We thank you for his life, for his death, and for his resurrection. I thank you, Father, for each man, woman, and child that's here today. And ask that you just give them a mighty blessing. And that the rest of their Christmas day is a celebration of his life and their life in him. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise in the precious name of our Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All God's children said, Amen. And so, one more song, and you get to go home and get in your jammies. I'm really surprised more people didn't wear them today. <laughs> uh, I was trying. <laughs> you were trying, Roy. <laughs> You know, you got to do what the ladies I say. But that's what he normally wears on Sundays. Absolutely. That's perfect. So we're going to sing our last song. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And we give you an opportunity. Um, to, if, if you have something on your heart you want to pray about, and of course you don't have to come up here, but, but you know, if, to have somebody lay their hands on you and pray with you is, is a powerful thing. I know, I know some of you have never had that done, but if, if you've ever had it done, it's a powerful thing. So we offer that to you. If you've never joined the church and like to do that, you can come on up or meet me in the back or stop by during the week. doesn't matter. But, uh, but we can use you. But of all the things that we offer, you know that every Sunday I'm going to offer you an opportunity. If there's a place in your heart, if you are unsure of where your eternity is, even if you got dunked 60 years ago, if, if, if you didn't make that decision for Jesus, it's all about him. He is the only way by accepting him as your Lord and Savior. If you haven't done that, do it now. Because we all know that life is short, and we don't know how short it is. Only God knows that. And we can't die intending to come to Christ next week because that means we're in, etern we're in hell for eternity. Again, I don't try to scare you, but I'm trying to scare you. Do it now. Don't let another day go by not being a part of the family of Christ. Not having been, been insured of your salvation and eternity in heaven as our team leads us. Glory to that King, amen? Amen. Glory to that King. Amen. You know, enjoy your Christmas, but don't leave Christ out of it. I gave the people that were here last night a challenge like I always do, and I'm going to give you the same challenge. Take some time today in your celebration with family and food and, and jammies. Thank God amen. for Jesus. Take some time with your family. Pray for a second. Remember what you're doing it for. This isn't just for a winter vacation, kids. 
This isn't just for all those presents. It's for one gift. The gift of the manger. Remember what that's about. Center your family around Christ and it will do nothing but flourish. He will be with you always. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Allie, come on up. Kevin, Marie. So this makes it official. No, really, when I dunked you, it made it official. But this is just a little something that you can keep and put with your record or put on your wall or put it wherever, wherever you want to. Okay? Just telling her that she was baptized today. She's a member of the family of God. Of course, that makes her a fam- member of the church also. But, uh, but what a beautiful thing. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, we're thankful. I just want to make a recommitment to Christ myself as an adult. And um, I was baptized, raised in the church and everything. But I just feel like since, like you just learn more as you go. And so I just want to make that. I think it's a good day for me to make that recommitment to Christ. Amen. Amen. So we're going to, I'm going to ask you guys to come in the back. You guys want to come back with us? And greet people? Grandma and Grandpa from Alabama. And Allie, we'll get with you to pick your Bible out. Because well, you get to pick out a Bible that you will use. Okay? <laughs> okay. We'll get you one too. You guys go to the back and get you Leah, would you mind closing us in prayer? Peace, I'm out. Thank you for keeping us all safe today, and please allow us to go home safely or wherever we're going. I pray that during this week that we are solely focused on you, and you are the only reason that we want to just grow closer to you. And I pray that if there is anyone else here that does not truly know you, that they just fully surrender their lives to you. And in your name, amen. 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 All right.